hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I guess if I say it three times, like I really mean it. Uh, I am glad you're here. And we have, the last couple weeks, been talking about this idea that the problem isn't external distractions that keep us from moving on our mission with clarity and building an awesome community, uh, building the party we would like to join. Um, It's that the internal distractions are the real root that we want to deal with. So we talked about two already. Um, I've failed too much. I'm too late. And today I want to talk about another universal internal distraction and why that's there and what to do about it. Um, you know, for a lot of people, they've at least had one experience, and, and you have, and I'm guessing I definitely have, where we've been in an environment, a community, a group of people, where we wondered if we really fit in. Um, you know what's really weird? That can be your family. Uh, that can be a place that you felt like you belonged and then one day you wake up and make some changes and you don't feel like you belong. Or you wake up to the fact that maybe you never really did belong. Um, especially when you're talking about systems. You can go study systems theory, uh, family systems theory. Um, and when you're looking at how those work, here is my way of wording it. They would say it this way. We need you to fulfill a certain label right? Uh, So we can all feel whole as a group. Now we can talk about that as a family and as an organization. You know, families do this all the time. Like you're the tough one, you're the funny one, um, you're the nice one. And so the idea is if there's stress in the family, the funny one cracks some jokes to help everybody relax because they, the funny one feels an internal angst about what's happening in the moment and they just want to help everything calm down. They don't want anything to fracture. Uh, so people do this all the time. They, they label people and in families, the way it works is you get labeled and the idea is we can only feel whole as a family if you stay within your label. And teams at work can do the same thing. Companies do the same thing. You know, well, you're always, this is who you are. And we don't allow people to be dynamic and change and try on different identities and roles and ways of being. And the reality is dynamic people are growing and changing and trying on different ways of being. Um, I can remember a group I was a part of. I started making some changes to the way that I... um, to the way that I presented to the group and, and spoke and taught and led. And there were some people that didn't like that because they liked the old me. They didn't like the new me and who I was becoming. Um, and had some people just get up and walk out when I would get up to speak. It was really, really crazy. So I know what it's like to, in big systems and big organizations and small places, to make changes and to wonder, how do I fit into this? Now, the reason that happens at a fundamental deep level is because the company, the team, the family, whatever it is, if it's not a healthy community, then they can't allow people to be dynamic and they just say, this is who you are and this is the role you're going to fill. Now stay here. Run in this lane. Don't leave your lane. Um, and this is why you know organizations, teams, families lose their way because you... You have to allow people to embrace change and to become who they want to become. So I look at this when I study organizations, when I jump in with people and and help them kind of rebuild or turn something around or get something going. The first thing that we're looking at is what's the motive of the leader or the leaders? And so if it's a 
if it's a mom and a dad, if it's a team leader, if it's the company CEO, uh, it's very easy for an unaware leader to have a mixed motivation and to make the moment about them, not the mission or not the empowerment and betterment of others. And so all of a sudden now it's all about um, how much I can take home. It's about how you make me feel about the job that I'm doing. So, you know, it's just easy. This just creeps in very fast. Uh, the, f- the way that the family or team is organized can lose a lot of their symbolic meaning. Uh, how many of you, when you were walking into work this morning, noticed all the Microsoft Windows stickers on a car? Well, nobody, because those aren't I have never seen a Microsoft Windows sticker on a car. I'm sure there are some out there. I have seen a lot of Apple stickers on a car. And you know what? It'll be a different sticker for some tech device 10, 15, 20 years from now because symbols lose meaning. And so families or teams or communities organize around a mission and a symbol, but if they're not dynamic and open to change, they get locked in. And so then everything starts to lose its edge. Uh, systems, organizations, families, they uh, not only lose their edge with their symbol or their mission, they lose their flexibility. They don't understand the difference between the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. Uh, Now rules and hoops become things that you have to jump through rather than the systems serving the people. The people serve the systems. Uh, Politics come into play. As things begin to degrade more and more, then you have fiefdoms set up and people aren't holding themselves accountable for results or moving to the edge of their abilities or growing like crazy because they're just afraid of losing some kind of power. They're not worried about developing others. They're worried about getting the spotlight. Um, You know, over and over, as a team or a company or an organization or a family has degraded or loses its way or really possibly never even had its way, The collateral damage that is the greatest price is the people. The people get forgotten. And that's really the third distraction I want to talk to you about today, and it's this. When you feel forgotten. Why do you feel forgotten? Because of all that I just went through. Uh, They never had a vision to help people, or they lost their way, or that family was dysfunctional from the beginning, whatever it is. And they basically were saying to all the people involved, you're an object, stay in your lane, be this kind of person, we just need you to do this. And then you either started making some changes, you started leading different, or it was an unhealthy environment, and you were just never noticed for who you are. Look, I can get kind of weird about when I run into people at the grocery store. Um, Sometimes if I see people and I feel like my energy is low because I'm kind of like an extrovert-introvert mix, I will actually duck into an aisle and avoid having a conversation just because for me, I feel bad just giving like, hey, how's it going? I want to invest a lot of energy into people. Um, And to duck an aisle and to hide like that, I grew up in the South. That's a big no-no. I mean, you're supposed to say hi to people always. And that's a bit too syrupy for me. So I don't judge New Yorkers. I get it. When you're boxed in with a lot of people, you got to save energy. And not always making eye contact helps you do that. But here's the thing. If you're a part of a team that I'm leading, an organization I'm building, or a family that I'm growing, I will seek you out and I will give you energy. Why? Because I don't want people to feel forgotten. At the end of the day, remember, folks are looking for a home. They want to belong. 
And the foundation of a team is a group of people who feel that they belong as they rally around a shared mission. And so let me say this to you very clear. If you're in a space that you feel forgotten, it will block up your ability to move after your mission and to build a party, a community that you want to build because you'll be worried about how you're being noticed. And when you can learn within yourself to know that no external group can fully say to you, I see you, I hear you, and I feel you, so that you belong, that you've got to go and with your internal belonging that you have, go create external belonging for others. Then you can fulfill one of your main responsibilities as a team leader, as a builder of others. You can communicate through your body language, your tone, your speech, your facial mannerisms, your leadership diligence and preparation. I'm glad you're here. I want you to figure this out and how it's authentic to your personality, but know this, it will feel awkward. I mean, when you're unlearning years of avoiding people at the grocery store, it feels a little weird sometimes to celebrate others, but I promise you this, when you know how it feels to be celebrated, you will want to give it to others. Are there people that overdo it? Absolutely. Are there syrupy, gross people? Yes. We're not talking about doing that, but we are talking about doing whatever you've got to do so that you can learn to help people feel like they belong. Look, I'll go first. I feel that way about you. If you're here listening to the podcast, I'm glad you're here. I tell you that a lot because I want you to know it. I look on the podcast uh, statistics and I'll check those sometimes and look at, uh, you know, who's listening and what, what episodes got a lot of listens and I want to know more about you right? So many feel so lonely. And let me know. I'd love to hear some of your story. You can email me. You can go to my site, chrismcallister.com. Drop me a line. But here's the question. Why don't more leaders do a better job celebrating others? Because they're distracted. Their own need to be known has them internally distracted. They're suffocating. They feel fear that they're forgotten. And so they can't give what they don't have. They can't celebrate others until they learn to celebrate themselves. So today, give yourself the gift of being known. Fully see, hear, and feel your current reality. Talk to yourself about it if you need to in a kind, gentle way. Then give that gift to others. Try it. Give one of these to one person today. Here it is. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. Even by learning to listen to how they're describing their life or their situation and then matching that language. This is taught in other um, methods and modes, uh, modalities. It's called building rapport. If you hear somebody describing something and they're saying, hey, do you see what I'm saying? Just say, yes, I see what you're saying. If they're saying, do you feel me? Say, yes, I feel you. Use the language that they're using and help them feel known. You're not forgotten. Let others know they're not forgotten. Have an awesome rest of the day. Peace.